Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Amy Atkinson is a marketing expert and founder of The Femtrepreneur. In her opinion, networking should be part of your marketing strategy. Thank you very much for being my guest on the podcast today, Amy. My pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. Now, your business is all about marketing and helping small businesses to grow. But what was it that attracted you to marketing and, and how long have you been working in marketing? Oh, gosh. I have been in marketing for 14 years now. So I... Um, I actually studied fashion design okay. at university, so um, very, very different to, well, someone might think that it's very, very mm. different to what I do now. And to be quite honest, I loved the creativity side of being in fashion and drawing and coming up with ideas and mm. thinking outside of the box. Um but I didn't enjoy the money side of it. So <laughs> this is just true transparency. I had to work for free for years um, mm. to be successful or to make a name for myself. Yeah. Um, and that really wasn't the path for me, nor could I afford to do that. No. So um, I did actually get an internship where I was paid £30 a day. <laughs> and I was really pleased with that. But it was just again it's not enough to live in London on 30 pounds a day and I just couldn't keep it up really so um with that internship I'm one of those people that were I won't give up so I finished it but I couldn't sustain staying in that industry basically so I went from fashion to finance (laughs) (laughs) completely different um and was working for a company called BlackRock in their events and marketing team I kind of did little bits it, it again it was a um an internship mm-hmm. but so I did lots of different things in all different departments but ended up doing sponsorship partnership marketing with mm. them and I absolutely loved it and that is really where my marketing career began um and we'll fast forward because no one needs to hear about my CV but, <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up um BT everyone's heard of BT and big companies like that it's part of their norm really every year to make redundancies and Mm. I well my whole team there were 30 of us we were part of the redundancy pool Mm -hmm. I like to say and as you can imagine if anyone else has been in that position it's not a nice place to be not only because obviously you're there and you've got to deal with it but everyone else is there with you and it can be a bit of a toxic environment to be in and Mm. I just decided right I need to find myself well actually what went through my mind was I'm desperate to start my own thing but I Mm. didn't feel like I knew enough people I didn't know enough things I didn't feel like I'd had a a long enough career in marketing Mm -hmm. I just really doubted myself so I went and applied for other jobs got offered a job and um in that same conversation where the guy offered me the job he basically said you know for your age you're commanding a really high salary Mm. and I was uh, completely knocked for six because (laughs) I 
didn't put anything different to what I had been earning the last two years yeah. on my application form. Yeah. So it kind of made me think, well, hold on a second. You've just offered me the job and you've offered me the salary that I've put down on my application mm. form. And now you're second guessing my ability. Mm. And I just thought I'm going from one toxic environment to another. And I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want someone else to put value on what I know yeah. that I could deliver. Yeah. So that's really why my business was born because I was like, oh no, I can't stand working for anyone else who's going <laughs> to dictate to me what I can and can't do really. Yeah. And the rest is history. And yeah, and here I am <laughs> six years on post pandemic, yep. pulled it through the pandemic and how I've ended up in marketing. That's a very long story for you. Yeah, but don't, don't you find though that um, redundancy often does sort of lead to something something new and something good coming out of it? Oh, definitely. I And I say this actually, when I talk about my, just my business story, I don't talk about the rest of my background, but when I talk about my business story, for example, sorry if you were coming on to this, no. <laughs> um, but when... Um, I was really happy with where I got to pre-pandemic I was I felt like I was successful I was meeting the money that I wanted to achieve I had the life that I wanted to live um and I was quite literally on the Maldives on honeymoon <laughs> sunning myself when I got my first email from one of my clients saying um can we put our contract on pause I don't know where my business is going to be mm. um we need to yeah I just need to take stock of everything that's going on and me being me I'm not the sort of person that would say no to that I was yeah. like yes of course absolutely but then I was like oh my goodness what what am I going to come home to yeah um and then literally 48 hours later within those 48 hours I completely lost every single one of my clients so yeah. I literally <laughs> went away thinking yeah I've got a business I'm really happy I'm so excited as to where I am and what my future holds and coming back and having to think oh my gosh what on earth has happened yeah I've got but I've literally got nothing but in the same way that you know we're talking about redundancy and and good things come from redundancy I actually truly believe that about COVID-19 mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong at the time I was freaking out yeah. I was so I went into panic mode I really didn't know what to do but what I did do was get on the phone to those clients that had cancelled and and really understood what they needed mm -hmm. and where these people used to have no time because they were busy doing their thing. Yeah. They now had the gift of time, but they had no idea how to continue marketing themselves. Yeah during this pandemic whereby people still need to know about you because when we come out of the pandemic and yep. we are able to buy toilet roll again yep. and <laughs> rice is back on the shelves um they're going to need to go and do their thing again um so that's at that point they can earn the money and then they can pay someone again but otherwise if they're not talking about themselves and marketing themselves in that period however long it may be because at the time we didn't know mm -hmm. um they were going to lose out on business. So that's when p the biggest part of my business now is training, coaching and like guiding people through whatever they need to do. And 
I'm so grateful for the pandemic because that wouldn't be a thing anymore. I would still be just doing social media for people with a, with my team. Mm-hmm. And that that now is probably only a third of my business, whereas two thirds of it is the other side. So I just would not be where I am today if it wasn't for that. So, yeah, I think so many people did just sort of stop marketing during the pandemic because you know my um my my work is connected to people's marketing you know I I voice a lot of people's promotional videos for example and that all just kind of dried up do you think that those companies that sort of completely stopped their marketing made a mistake yes in short I really do because at that point in time, we all had time to not only be with our friends and family, well, not friends anymore, but our family <laughs> that were living, living with uh, were living with us. We were online. We were, I don't know, what was it called? House partying or playing <laughs> games via Zoom or schooling on Teams. Everyone was then online. So if you're not being part of that movement, if you like, mm-hmm. if you're not there and showing mm-hmm. up, people are going to forget about you. Yeah. And I say this, I say this from a small business perspective. Obviously the big businesses, while they got affected, we all did. The big businesses have still got their brand heritage behind them. Whereas yes. small businesses, we don't have that gift yet. Yeah. yeah. So um yeah, I imagine um, if their business hadn't folded during that time, that it would have taken them longer to get up and running had they not done the marketing whilst everyone was at home. Yeah. And so what what kind of marketing did you start to do for people when they were ready to do it again? And was it different to what you'd done before the pandemic? So funnily enough, it wasn't. Um, pre-pandemic... I suppose my offering changed, but in terms of what people wanted, it it was no different um, for the bigger clients. They still wanted social media management. They still want wanted web development and web updates and blogging and email marketing, which is all of what I did before. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed to get their business up and running. The only thing that had changed, it wasn't the thing, it was more the messaging. Mm-hmm. So um, during the pandemic, we all certainly as a UK nation, I can't speak for the world, but <laughs> certainly as a UK nation, I felt as though everyone really valued spending time with their family. Mm-hmm. Um, so messaging became even more important to be about pulling on heartstrings and really mm-hmm. understanding how people feel and think. Yeah. Um, and that's been something I've been training on for for a long time now, yeah. but not a lot of businesses or brands knew or did that. Whereas you might see that cropping up quite a bit now. Like if you think about um, the Christmas campaigns, they're becoming more and more emotive. Yeah. Sainsbury's and John Lewis started yes. it a long time ago, but um, every brand is now on on that. Yeah. quite literally every brand is now not necessarily putting product placement in anymore they're talking about people's feelings their emotions what they're doing this Christmas it's all about that as opposed to oh look at this ham and buy this ham mm. or this is the latest kids toy and it's fantastic mm. yeah now I know that uh, a lot of your uh, your clients are 
the smaller businesses. What was it that made you want to work with small businesses particularly? I haven't come from big businesses, so I, I've already named a couple, but they were all that kind of caliber. Um, you, you were an individual in a big pond working towards this machine of putting money. So this is, this is very um, crude of me to say, <laughs> but uh, putting money in the shareholders' pockets. Mm. And I... I did love what I did, but what I really wanted to do was start to make an impact when I absolutely knew I could on mm. the people who it matters to, if that yes, makes sense. Yes, yeah. So small to medium sized businesses, they're the ones or individuals that are often up at night thinking I've got either staff to pay or I've got my family to look after. And I need my digital marketing to get me that return on investment. And mm. when I was working so hard for a big company or several big companies that actually it didn't, it did matter to, of course it to, of course it did, but it mattered that they were getting more and more in their pocket as opposed to they have to live. Yes. Yeah. And that it was more of a passion point for me where I, I almost wanted to challenge myself to do that. Yeah. And and what types of businesses are your clients? Are they um are they from a particular sector or is it a really broad range? It is a broad range, but what I would say is they're all service based businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't got any product based businesses and haven't done for a long time now. Um, and that's not because I don't, I don't, and I can't. It's just that that's seeming to be what's coming through at the Mm. moment um so I've got a couple of businesses in the wedding industry I've got a couple of business in the hospitality industry so they're both offering services to individuals yeah yeah and and tell me about some of your success stories and and how your clients have um, benefited from your services yeah so um what I would caveat with all of this stuff is that while this might sound fantastic off the back of one email for example there's a lot going on behind the scenes Mm. that works towards this goal but for example whenever I send out an email for one of my clients the minimum the minimum amount of money that comes through off the back of that will be £3,000. But there's been many, many times where it's been over £100,000 that have come in just off the back of that one email. Um, So, yeah, I'm caveating that because we're obviously posting on social media every day. We're sending um, emails out to very targeted segments so that the messaging is so clear to that that individual Mm -hmm. that's getting it through um and these are all things that again I teach I train I coach people I encourage them to do but appreciate that for one person to do all of those things it is very very difficult yes not because it's hard it's just very time consuming yes that's right as small (laughs) small business owners we wear a lot of hats don't we absolutely absolutely you've got to be an accountant in the morning a marketeer (laughs) in the afternoon as well as whatever it is you do for a living during the day (laughs) so what what form does your training take is it is it online is it in person How, how does it work 
Oh, good question. So at the moment, and this is just purely because this is the way it's been for the last few years, it's always been online. But I have been working behind the scenes. So you're actually the first to know (laughs) um, behind the scenes on doing a live event in October, which is helping people prepare for 2024, really. So that will be my first live event. And I'm looking at doing those on a more regular basis because I am seeing now and you're probably seeing, too, that actually people want that connection again. They want to be back in a room with people. And I'm I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be great fun. Yeah. So what kind of mistakes do you see small business owners making with their marketing? Uh, Yes. One of the biggest mistakes that I see is that when people do show up regularly on social media and I suppose the first mistake is you don't. Yes. The second mistake is when you do, you then don't actually talk about your offerings or your services. They they tend to shy away from it thinking, oh, I know I've heard that I need to add value, add value, add value. But then people don't actually know what that next step is. So then mm. you're finding that you're not seeing the sales come through because people don't really know what they should or could be buying. Yes. Um, so that that is something I've noticed qu- quite a lot over the past six months. Um, and I've got a workshop I'm running later on today all on that um, to really help people understand what it means to start talking about your your services in a non-salesy way. Because, mm. again, that's moved on. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so let's have a chat about networking now then how do you like to use networking for your business networking was what helped me grow my business in the first place I think networking is so important to growing your business and whether it's on social media and you're networking online effectively or you're in a room with individuals people people buy from people because they know like and trust them Mm -hmm. and when you're in a room with somebody and you're able to talk about who you are what you do share some knowledge share some hints and tips straight away someone's more interested in working with you and buying from you and this is the sort of thing that you should be putting on social media as well and almost thinking as though social media is another networking platform or another networking tool for you Mm. um because you're you're trying to do the same things yeah so your your networking directly relates to your marketing doesn't it? it oh yes absolutely so it's almost like one part of your marketing strategy and if you feel as though I don't know you've got a thousand pounds to spend on marketing and six and six hundred seven hundred of it I don't know what the the cost of different um networking Mm -hmm. groups are at the moment but if if six seven hundred has gone on an annual membership with one networking group perhaps you've then got a little bit more budget to spend elsewhere on advertising through Facebook or Instagram it very much depends on where your ideal customer Mm. is um but yeah I would highly encourage people to think about it as as part of their marketing strategy think about it from a budget point of view as well yeah was networking something that you did for your employers when you were employed or is it just something you've done since you've been self-employed 
It's something I've only done since being self-employed. Um, and I think that's potentially just the teams that I've worked in. They've not really, they had, they never really encouraged it or even thought about it. Mm. We would network within the business because you've got hundreds of thousands yeah. of people that work for the different businesses. Yeah. Um, and really that was about your career. So it's quite insular in that your career would then, you would network within the company in order to develop your career within that company. Yeah. And I suppose that's a very clever way of them keeping talent. Yes. Um, whereas they never really encouraged it outside of the company. Yeah. Um, but I found networking really daunting to start with. I was really, really nervous. Yeah. It took me a while to find my tribe. Yeah. I think that's quite common. I think a lot of people are, are put off it to start with because they just don't want to walk into that room full of strangers. Mm. Yeah. And I can remember my first ever, and this might put people off networking, but <laughs> please don't let it put people off. But I remember going to my first ever networking meeting and I was actually, um, I wasn't a guest of someone. I was re uh, not replacing them. I can't think it was hot seating for them. Is that the right term? Yeah. Um, and uh, one guy who was a business coach came up to me and I can't remember what he said, but it just really put me off. And I was like, oh, God, now I'm even more nervous about doing these <laughs> ongoing. So, um, but I mean, it was fine. Like you, you learn what you need to do and how you need to do it as you keep doing more and more of these things. And growth comes out of your comfort zone, doesn't it? Or yeah. Moving out of your comfort zone. So. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what would you say that you've got from networking? Um, friendship, loyal customers, um, sounding boards. Mm. I think networking is so, so important. Uh, whenever I do my training, um, I actually do some training for another company all talking about becoming an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's actually geared towards teenagers sort of 15 right up to early 20s and yeah. how they can think about it and networking is one of the top things that I talk about because it's not only me getting you in a room with people who might be able to help you in future but also it all of these people are there to support each other yes. and I just I love that environment so much it's such a lovely place to be where you find the people who you can rely on, you can yeah. trust, they give you great ideas. And one thing about running your own business is that it can be so lonely. Yes. And when you're thinking about ideas, whether that's for your marketing or not, um, sometimes you do just need to run, run it past somebody else to get somebody's thoughts on it. And yeah. networking is absolutely key for that. Yeah. Definitely. I definitely agree with you there. So just finally then, Amy, if people want to know more about you or your business, what is the best place for them to find you? The best place for people to find me is on LinkedIn or Instagram. So if they go to the Femtrepreneur on either of those platforms, so it's entrepreneur, but take out the E-N <laughs> and add in F-E-M then you'll find me there. And my website is www.thefemtrepreneur.com. 
Lovely. Well, thank you very much for being my guest, Amy. And uh, the best of luck with um, your, your training courses and your business. And, thank you um, so much. It sounds like you're having a, a really good time since the pandemic and things are, are starting to go your way again. Yay, it's very exciting. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great to chat to you. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.